Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to our new podcast, Boots, Balls, and Bras, part of the ACAST Creator Network. I'm here with Farah Williams, Bertha Pond, and I'm Beck Smith. Join us each week where we're going to bring you the best insight from all the biggest talking points in the women's game globally, sparking genuine debate. Trust me, there will be some debate around key topics within our game. And we're also going to probably share some stories with you and some experiences throughout the season. And we're definitely going to be joined by some special guests. Right. So Farah Williams probably needs no introduction, but I think you should anyway, just because it probably makes you feel a bit uncomfortable and that's what we're about, right, Ertha? Let's do it. I'm Farah Williams, uh, ex-professional footballer, played for several clubs. I won't name them all. Um, what was your favourite club, though? Do you know what? They were all good for different reasons. Mm, um, very PC. Learned a lot from different values from each club I was at under different mm. managers and cultures of the club. Um England's record cap holder, 172 Way. caps. Drop the mic. <laughs> okay, and you're done. <laughs> and now a retired footballer. I'm a, a BBC pundit in the WSL, so exciting. Nice. See where my uh, future takes me. Um, my journey stays within the game, though. Yeah. And now we're doing this. Yes. Able to talk about football on whatever level we want to, which is what I've always wanted to do. Mm. I've wanted to not be dictated by people and you know, just talk about the game, how we see it, or not even just the game. I think things outside the game um, that we can talk to, have an opinion, and no one's going to dictate us. So this is why I chose you guys. Yeah, yo. All right. Well, there's a little bit of a podcast. Eartha Pond also really needs no introduction, but let's do it anyway. Yeah. Eartha Pond, Farrah's teammate. <laughs> uh, played women's football, similar to Farrah, across, I guess, the pyramid from top to bottom. When did uh, you start? Uh, at the age of nine, so oh, kind of late, right? Yeah, kind kind of late, and yeah. I guess I just fell into it. But I think we'll get onto that at another point. But yeah, played across the the women's game, uh, but always done stuff outside of it. So I'm also an elected councillor. Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, do you have a medal or something? Um, or no medal, but I might maybe try and go for mayor at some point. Nice. So I'm going to need some votes from the podcast. So mm-hmm. to yeah. be continued. Which city? London, well, Westminster, okay. that's, that's that's home. So yeah. if I ever get to do one, it most probably be at home. Nice one. Um, run a charity for young people, ESP Foundation. So Ooh. we work with young people in education, sports and policy. And it's really just the three areas that I've done most of my work in. Um, and then education, just always learning. So I've been quite blessed through the game to learn loads of things uh, through different clubs and meeting different people and being around different tables. And yeah, how can I make sure that football is a game for all? across society so that's my aim in so just like really small goals just small that goals you just Eartha yeah. don't set nothing small <laughs> just, just getting things done you need, to, think... you need to see Eartha's bedroom right no joke she has like a, a wall that's like painted black you know like yeah. so you can do the chalk on it oh and she has like you know like you do to your do bubbles this. no 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 to do this uh, she's got too many to do this she has like a bubble and it's like 
whatever there's one that's got a house because obviously she's going to get her own house eventually mm. and you know off of that she's got how she's going to achieve her goals and they're just like it's just unbelievable to just like sit in her bedroom and go earth like where are you at in that okay she's near to that project off that one's ticked off that one's going well and then she just builds on yeah, how she's going to improve it. It's We're amazing. Have to see a picture of that. Powerful oh, woman, man. She's yeah, powerful big, big woman. Spider diagram. Honestly, yeah. Crazy. Do you have a picture of it? I do have a picture of it. All Wish right, it. we'll get that out. I'll, I'll show it. We'll have yeah. a, we'll have a check. Yeah. So cool. That's rad. And Bex. Hey, wait. First well, of all, you. you need to introduce yourself now. Yeah, man. Yeah, but can we talk about how you have maybe have one of the best names on the planet? Oh my days. gosh. Yes. No. Yes. Earth. How did I get there? Yeah. Can we? Well, would you yeah. mind? Your well, mom sounds like a riot as well. It's really like 70s, 80s herbal medicine. Perfect. Um, <laughs> She's not perfect. Free birth allowed me to have uh, the beautiful name of Eartha Sweetie Pond. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so ESP Foundation as well. So it works with that education, awesome. sports and policy. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of a bit kind of fickle with trying to get things, even numbers, things rhyming. So oh, yeah. Hence... Boots, balls, and bras. Hey. Alliteration. Alliteration. <laughs> or as we say in America, alliteration. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Nice now one. it's your turn, Beck, yes. to introduce yourself. Don't, uh, how long we got? Oh, yeah. Because she's big out here. Yeah. <laughs> International. International, yes. I was born in LA to Kiwi parents, which meant that we grew up in multiple countries. Um, fell into football too, actually. Never wanted to be a professional footballer. Did want to be a professional surfer. My mom said, absolutely not. You're not traveling around the world, like from beach to beach without getting an education. So did that, got an education, and then um, got picked to captain the New Zealand team when I was in my senior year of college. And then that was my professional career, captain New Zealand through a couple of World Cups and Olympics, played against this Got her shirt, guys. Oh, wow. <laughs> as in you were pulling it or as no, in both, just swapped both, it? Both, yeah. both. Okay. I pulled it that much on the pitch, I might as well took it off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she just like finished the tackle by saying, I'm going to take that actually for real after amazing. the game. <laughs> um, yeah, we played against each other, didn't we? In mm -hmm. the GB Olympic or the London Olympics, uh, opening game even. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I worked at FIFA, organized Women's World Cups, then started a production company with my sister, who's 27,000 times cooler than me. And then what did I do? Went to Copenhagen, needed some stuff with brands and football media. You guys sleeping yet? No, 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 no. Keep going. just keep going. Um, so yeah, I worked with some brands on getting more investment into the game, like from the brand side and working on strategy. And then I started my own company a couple of years ago called Crux Sports. Amazing. Which has been fun. Smashing it. Yeah. Felt like I should have elaborated on what like I'm doing other than just playing. And do it. No, I forgot. No, yeah, at the beginning. Oh, I was putting the pressure. You have yeah. 20. All these, all these, the, the homeless charities, you know, football charities. Go on, tell us about with. your homeless charities, no, just, please. No, no, we need no, to No, I'm hear. just saying it's obviously something that's been yeah. a big part of like my life and then obviously like wanting oh, to wow. give back and getting involved within the football. Well, I originally got involved with uh, the Liverpool homeless charity that then led to the England homeless charity, which then led to Centrepoint and representing and being an ambassador there. So nice. something that, yeah, I continue to do. Why did you walk. do that? Why did you want to get involved with the homeless charities? Just because I was homeless once upon a time. Yeah. So yeah, I just thought it, you know what? It was actually something that Rachel Brown was asked to do and she obviously knew at the time that I was homeless or I had been and yeah, she directed them and said somebody would be more suited for for that role and kind of like, and we got involved that way. I love Pretty that. Cool. Don't you love that? I love that about the women's game. I, I think just in terms of that lived experience is really, really important because a lot of time we can assume 
like something needs to be a certain way, but actually on the ground, you don't really know what it's yeah. like. So I think, yeah, Farrah being involved in that is, is really important. And to see it from a lens where she can communicate both, I guess, physically and verbally in terms of being in that situation and what it might feel like and what they might need outside of, I guess, the normal things yep. that you'll, you'd think about. So... Yeah, hats off to Farrah. Absolutely. Hats off to all three of us. Hats I forgot to mention us. my FA role. I think that might be I was be just about well. to say, yeah. speaking of like understanding things from the lens mm -hmm. that you need to understand it from, from you sit on the FA board. Yeah, I, I guess for me, it was really just about, there's so many things where you can kind of complain and say, oh, this was done so yeah. wrong. And you can kind of get chewed up inside. And I think for me, it was about how do I share that experience so that actually nobody else has to face those barriers? Because mm. maybe it might be, just people being naive, but actually how can we make sure that there's other spaces within football that are kind of not left behind. So I thought it'd be better mm. to be part of the solution Thank rather you. than just putting up the barriers and yes. saying, oh, you're not doing this and you are doing... Actually, have you thought about this and how can we work together? Because I think a lot of the time, because obviously the game's been going for quite a while, even though it was banned for 50 years, we can get used to using the same people because mm -hmm, they definitely. just keep doing the same thing and it ticks a box. No, we're just trying to get there, man. We already said this. You know what? We already said this. Some of the some of the work that's being done has been like work that has been spoken about previously. Yeah. And what they do, and we mm -hmm. we say it all the time, and we laugh. It's like you're getting an old car and putting a new number plate exactly. on it, and that's what they do, and they just give it bigger, better words than mm. what was said 50 years ago, 30, 40 years ago. Do you know what the difference And so that's is? what's frustrating. All of these new initiatives mm -hmm. have always been there that people have spoken about, but no one's actually gone and you know, really drove those initiatives out there. And I find the biggest difference between that, which we've all been trying to champion for 20 years, and now is the investment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. They just never put any resources yeah. behind it, but now they do. But I think just quickly on that <clears throat> investment piece as well, I think it's really important that the sort of organizations and the partners that they had 20 years ago mm. who had those ideas, sometimes they're still using them, but actually they're not relevant in those communities nowadays. So Very I true. think that bit's really important to reassess actually how impactful are they in the yeah. communities you're trying to reach now. And actually could we use a maybe smaller, newer organization, but actually have insights and access to what we're trying to do. So Yeah, and it's a good point. Because this podcast is going to be touching on global topics, it's also looking at the different markets. So what happens, what works really well in the US, for example, which we've spoken about quite a lot, haven't we? The university system. And is that necessarily what would be the best for different countries? But anyway, more topics to come because I feel like we're, we can talk about all the things. But I really want to get into the Euros, the women's Euros, last summer because... What champions? <laughs> so go on. <laughs> Champs. <laughs> Farah, how does it make you feel that England won? Unbelievable. As a former yeah. Unbelievable. Um, a moment that I think, you know, all of the, the women's game has been waiting for for so long. Um, yeah, it was pure elation. I think, you know, Earth or you were pitch side with me and <laughs> we saw, and, and you know what, I've got some, I've got some great images and videos that, yes. that without who, Earth for being there, that, camera? yeah, who you were, shout out. Yeah, <laughs> but without Earth, the videos came that, from? that raw kind of emotion around, yeah. you know, really being, as I said, super happy with what the girls have achieved. You know, I saw so many players and managers that have been in the game for so long with tears mm. and it's tears of joy. But for me, there's never no tears where there's joy yeah. because there's nothing to be sad about. So I was, I couldn't, I wasn't somebody that was crying because I was, you know, so happy about what had happened. I showed mine for you through mm. smiles, laughter. Yeah. That is so not me, man. I'm yeah, a I'm not a crier. See, I'm no. not a crier. So I'm like, what am I I'm crying when I'm sad. I like, so I'm like, it. I like it. There's I nothing to be sad it. about. We've won, we finally won a major tournament yep. that, you know, so many before me had tried during my time, we'd tried and, 
you know, didn't quite make it. tries, really. That's yeah, they do, but, but for, for playing, England, right? when you've been in it for so long and yeah. got so close, you know, finals and four semifinals previously. Isn't that nuts? How many of those four semifinals have you played in? Three. And so, yeah, you just miss out. I mean, and the final that we got absolutely battered by the Germans. So it was so nice mm. to, to finally beat the Germans, yeah. you know, at Wembley, mm -hmm. the way that we did. Yeah. Um, Do you think it was deserved, Ertha? I think a lot of things fell in England's mm -hmm. favour, but actually they were prepared. I think, yeah. like, they'd done all that they could done off of the pitch, on the pitch. Um, and, yeah, I think, I think they deserved to win at the end of the day. And we came back with a trophy and we're going to yeah. hold on to it for as long as possible. But, yeah, I think the girls done really, really well. The squad, I think it was the best squad we could have put out. I think mm -hmm. maybe potentially one... Potentially somebody else could have gone in, but outside of that, I think Serena got it spot on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they yeah. I think it. the performance, don't get me wrong, in the final, I think like for long periods, Germany dominated England yeah. and we expected yeah. that. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, certainly pop for Germany would have made yeah. a difference to their team and, and, and to what how that final might have looked. But England, for the first time, managed the game and an occasion better than an England team I've played in or watched That's before. And that was what side. was so impressive about about mm. that group of players that won that game because, you know, if you go on, on chances created, if you go on shots on goal and uh, possession, yeah. I actually thought Germany probably, you know, was on top of that yeah. for, for more often than not throughout the game. But yeah. as I say, the way that... And for a young team to, to manage it the way that they did was impressive. Yeah, it was. I, I think for the first time, like we were saying when we was watching the games, like players were allowed to play. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the difference in terms of like worrying about tactics and how someone else wants me to play. And am I do actually like we're the ones on the pitch now. We've got to work it out. We've got to find the solutions. Yes, we've been given the tools and the resources to do that, but actually it's it's down to us. And I think for them to do that at Wembley, at home, like the whole country yeah. was like, just wanted it to happen, especially what happened with the men previously. Like it, it's a lot just, of pressure. A, a year lot, later yeah. as well, a year yeah, after the men yeah, losing, exactly. you know, in the final. In the same state. You know what excited me the most though? Kira Walsh is somebody that I knew from from young. I yeah. remember I remember when I used to work for the FA in, in the skills program, and I identified this kid, and I was like going to Mo. I was like Evan at the time. Mo, we need to sign this kid. She's this unbelievable. Mo, Mo Marley. Marley, who's Evan, the under she's under now England too, under twenty. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, we need to sign this kid. She's yep. unbelievable. She used to come, just her and her, I think it was her best mate because there was only two girls mm. in Watchdome. We used to have this like talent center for an hour. It was on a Wednesday and she used to come and honestly, I was like, Mo, we need to get her, we need to get her. Yeah. And Mo's, Mo's philosophy was, if they want to play for Everton, they'll come and play for Everton. Type thing. I'm not chasing anybody. It was oh. like, so she ends up going to Blackburn and then to Man City and on from there. But she's always been so good in that Manchester City team. And then yeah. you go to England and for some reason at like international, they kind of change the way that you play. Mm. And I get that. But we, we, we say it about the men, don't we? Why can they play so well for the club? They go into an international environment and they lose a little bit about them. Or vice what you saw, yeah, and what you too, saw so from from Kira in that in that World Cup is the Kira that we know that can play, plays forward. Yeah. Never, you know, she rarely played. Sorry, in the Euros, she rarely played backwards, which I was so used to her doing yes, for England, exactly. not for Manchester City, but for mm -hmm. England. And the passes that she played and chances that she created, it, it you know, amazing. throughout that Euros, and nonchalant, unbelievable. So like, she, we saw the very clip, best of her in that Euros, from? and it was exciting. Always yeah, Kira, yeah. 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 So exactly, and and she was playing forward all of the time. 
doing passes that only she could see on the pitch. Yep. Saw him seeing movements before they were even made. So good. And it was just exciting that actually Serena or herself, she maybe took it upon herself or Serena gave her that safe environment mm. to be able to play the way we know she can play. Any other highlights from the Euros? What yeah. do you think? For, for me, it was definitely the coverage. I think for yeah. people to finally see women's football on the world stage. What was that? BBC smashed it, did you say? That's uh. a BBC, <laughs> BBC smashed it. Um, but also just in terms of like not just being not having access to go into the grounds, but actually in houses, people are having that conversation. And when we talk about, and let's not disregard the Norway game, because people just mm-hmm. think, oh, another women's football game. Actually, to understand how good Norway, Norway is on is a normal good. day and actually England turning up and everything just clicking yeah. was amazing. But also just to inspire mm. girls that actually this is a real career. Cause mm. like when I started playing football, my dream was to play for Man United behind Ryan Giggs. It's true. It's like, like, no, that, I know this. That this was my dream. Like, like, I'm I'm play thought it was she a actually real thing. She was going to play Ryan Giggs. I thought I was going to be the first person. I'm like, I'm going to be the first woman to ever play in the men's game behind <laughs> Ryan. And I was adamant. Like that was going to happen. She was adamant. And actually for like, for girls to know that this is a real career path. Like I can really do this if I really want to kind of, put my time and energy into it mm. and that's where I can get to but also in terms of that's just the beginning so we've just hit that ceiling yeah. and actually it's going to get better because more investment more time mm-hmm. parents are going to believe actually my daughter could be a professional so I might let her go to that session but also making sure that there is that vehicle for girls to go into is really really important Absolutely. as well so yeah I think just the coverage the access that was the thing that I yep. was pleased about. Actually, Caroline Weir said the same thing to me when I interviewed her once. She said, I thought I could, I was just going to play with the guys. It was not a mm. thing. I was just going to do it. Like, yeah. why not? Um, I really like the fact, too, that the quality of the production of the football was so good. The, the number of cameras, you know, the amount of pundits, the variety of punditry, the commentary. It was, it was a huge team. It was the first time I'd seen a production that big. And I think that makes a big difference too. Because if you, for example, when I was working at FIFA, they had like over 30 cameras for the Men's World Cup. And then the next year rolls around and there's 16 cameras that they're planning for the women's. It's mm-hmm. like, well, clearly the product's gonna look completely mm-hmm. different if you have don't have super slow-mo cams and, mm-hmm helicopter shots and the spider cam it just it looks different right 100%. so i really like that as well and i think there was around i think the last figures around 23 million yeah mad watch BB- and that's 23 million in terms of watch TV what sets. bbc yeah coverage of the final of the, the full tournament of the full tournament but also England. looking at it in terms of actually in a house there's not just going to be one person yeah so if you kind of duplicate that in terms of yeah, like yeah. households of like two or three well, your or house four, anyway or my house as well. <laughs> how big is your household that's what she's getting on it I'm one of eight so <laughs> yeah, yeah. literally like that's what I'm trying to say in like terms of the cousins the brothers yeah, aunties, yeah just one house like, else is in the house family <laughs> innit so, so we've got our own squad like anyone want to play our team please send in your family teams we'll have a we'll organise a match we'll get it going no rest just play on but yeah, that's what I mean in terms of actually yeah. the wider spread of that one screen, the impact it has, mm-hmm. but also making sure that I think in terms of like the Olympics, there was a lot of legacy work that was done once it right. was over. London 2012. I, 2012. Yeah. But with this, we actually, two years before, even the ball was kicked, we were mm-hmm. putting in plans to for crowds, whether we'd won or not. Yes, we wanted to medal, but we wanted to make sure if there was an opportunity to go through that. I think even with BBC and Sky showing the women's WSL, you know, that year building into the Euros, Mm -hmm. perfect timing, Mm. you know, giving the viewers an opportunity to see, because it weren't just England players in the WSL. Absolutely. There were so many players from, you know, Europe that played in in the tournament. So, you know, for the games that England weren't playing, 
there were fans of clubs teams going to watch their players that for example represented Arsenal or whoever it might have been yeah. Chelsea and, and they'd go and watch those those girls so and yeah, I'm glad great. you brought up the FAWSL the league here in England because the whole point is every time in women's football we get this major peak and then the, everybody just sort of dies off and and the WSL now has already shown actually really nice numbers in the first weekends, hasn't it? We had over 40,000, 47,000 Arsenal versus Spurs in mm. the uh, Emirates Stadium. And it's, it looks like it's only going to get stronger and stronger. Obviously, not every game can be played in the men's because they, you know, it's further mm. international breaks. But the WSL crowds are looking pretty good already, which is great. But w legacy from the women's Euros as last point. Yeah, uh, yeah, just legacy in, in terms of there's a space yeah. for us. Um, and I think from an elite level, like you said, transitioning into that domestic league, not just in the WSL, in the championship, and even further down the pyramid, mm. like people are attending games. It's not just someone walking their dog yeah. and a few family members that are coming. Actually, people want to see their local... People walking their dog. No. Just like, oh, oh my there's God. a stadium. Isn't it? When we used to <laughs> play, literally someone just walking their <laughs> racer dog is just like literally walking mm. around the pitch. But literally now, it's, as you said, as it becomes more professional... People want to be involved with the game more. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's about that whole pyramid because what we don't want to do is the top two leagues to just hop away and then the rest are left so far behind. And then when you have great competitions such as the FA Cup, they get drawn and then it's like 25 nil because yeah. the gap is that big. So yeah. yeah, that bit's really, really important. And I think during the Euros and one more point that we just wanted to mention was that there were other qualifiers going on for the Women's World Cup, which is obviously next year in New Zealand and some other country. I think they're sharing it with. I can't remember. I don't is. know. You bring so, Bex's, any tickets, let me know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> coming, I'm coming with you on that trip, literally. We can do a recce. Can we do a recce? We could do a recce. We yeah, definitely we should do a, do a live show from boots, there. balls uh -huh. and bras yeah. recce. It's a good, good idea. But yeah, so there were a lot of teams that qualified and then still obviously some that are qualifying still but moving forward the USA won the CONCACAF championship so title holders for that continent versus title holders of the women's Euros this Friday what do we think I mean it's a it's a, it's a great matchup you think what two hours after going on sale they sold out the, the Wembley Stadium for that game you know so I, I think obviously off the back of the Euros, in terms of the fan base and people really invested in this Lioness team, it shows that it's there. Um, I'm not sure where the US team are at. They're still going through a bit of a transition. Mm -hmm. New players um, still trying to find their way within within the squad. But it's a great, you know, mark of where England are at. You know, I mean, they've showed where they're at in, in terms of winning the Euros and, you know, facing some of the, the best opposition out there. But they're ranked number one in the world, USA. And, uh, for a reason it, exactly that and they're consistent with that and mm -hmm. you know I think we're ranked fourth in the world now um, so it's a good test to, you know a measure of where, where this England team are mm -hmm. at and we're unbeaten man so we're going oh, to we go. are unbeaten <laughs> so I don't see us losing on Friday really I don't see us I don't see us losing to, to USA and I don't know what Serena's really brought to this England team but I just don't see them losing games I really don't, and it's it's frightening. Like they're they're frightening at the minute. They just have this like aura about them, don't they? They're, they're not, I, I um, think if they lose, it's because they haven't turned up, not because someone else was really really yeah, good and, them. and dominated them. I think yeah, definitely. So they're good enough. You to know be what's you one. know what's nice about this England? Like the Whoa. years we played for England, everyone we played against was in fear of. Although you try and have that confidence, like like, we play the Germans, and it's like you yeah. you know you got to go into the media and you're like you're talking like yeah yeah we can beat them like yeah we're... we never believed it yeah. Now I feel like teams feel like that when they face England. How are mm. we going to beat this England team? 
because they're that good at the minute. Is that because actually, if you look at their domestic league, they play against some of the best players in the world. So they're like, mm, well, I play against them all the time. So if that's their national mm-hmm. team and that's their best player, yeah. then we can definitely beat mm-hmm. these players. That's what I think it is. Players. You're right, because obviously we never had international players within our league, you know, within yeah, Europe or, or whatever. Five, so years, we never had that really. when we played. So we was always... You're only ever going off what you hear. Mm-hmm. And obviously th- these players get really hyped and all of a sudden you're a bit like intimidated by mm-hmm. their profile in that they've been given. So you go into like a, a game against the US or and you, you hear about Abby Wombat and it's like, wow, her profile's un- unbelievable. Yeah. And you're like, you're frightened by that or you're mm-hmm. in fear of it a little bit. You, you know, you have confidence in you, but you're like, do they know about you? So you're mm-hmm. kind of like in your head having that battle already. Whereas weekly now, our English players are playing against some of the best players in Europe for their national Absolutely. team. So they're comp- and they train alongside that. So they know strengths and weaknesses of that. Mm-hmm. They get used to playing against that. And so when they go into international environment, they're more confident with that. And so just to add that, does that add in terms of the confidence in terms of their squad as a whole as well? Because if you bring it back in terms of we didn't have those international players back in the day and we was playing internally, if you could then got into that squad and you think, actually, I should be playing ahead of that player maybe that's where the kind of boundaries in terms of cultures thinking why am I not playing and that player's playing I play against them every single Mm -hmm. week and I might do you know what I mean so actually in terms of the culture of the squad it wasn't strong because they had that internal domestic didn't have enough external external competition and then now we've got the internationals in and they're thinking actually as well as that I know I'm better because Mm. we play against them and that's their star player so there's so many different Mm. things that sort of add to it it's not just one thing as well as good coaching as well as Mm. as you said the culture and the team but what do you think about the US culture because that's always something that coming from the US and like having that sort of drilled into me also obviously playing with the New Zealand team completely different like couldn't actually get any different from the New Zealand versus the U.S. mentality, but is the U.S. mentality still something that you guys think is feared? Because I personally, having grown up there, I think it is, there's just a championship mentality. 100%. Like, I am not losing this game. A hundred percent. You pull up your socks, you yeah. know, it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. I personally am not losing this game, but also we as a unit are not losing this game. And I don't see that England, I, I saw see. that glimpses in the Spain game. Mm. It was the first time you're right that mm. there was a mental shift. shift. But mm. I don't see it with any other national teams. It's right a now. natural like, default, though, isn't it? In yes. terms of the US, as in we are the World best champions. ever. And not you still feel that now, but not but not even as a team. Good I think question. individually they're driven. Maybe not together, mm. but individually. Like I know, like in college and stuff, like we have to be the greatest that yep. we are. And if there's someone better than me, then I need to be like. And there's no ceiling to it. And in terms of the talent pool it is so, so wide big. that mm. they're like I have to do I'm, I don't know I've already beat the bleep test but I have to be able to do it twice in a row like it's something ridiculous where they're trying to do things that have never ever been done to make sure that they're just at the top and if someone else goes above they mm. want to be better even if they know no, they're I great get, I, I do get that mentality with them and they've always they've always had that even in moments where they're, they're half transitioning but mm-hmm. I'm not sure since they've lost the likes of Khalid, all, all of these big players that, they, that, that they've transitioned and have retired. Mm. I'm not sure this new pool of players that have come in have that same mentality mm. as the Americans have had from all of, throughout my whole career in terms of playing against the US. Mm. I don't feel it. I don't feel they're empowered. I don't, I don't feel that. Do you know what's so interesting? I don't know why. I don't know why. And I, know, and I remember hearing, you know, you, you read on Twitter and people have a dig at Carly Lloyd for like really trying to get that out of the new group of players. Mm-hmm. Guys, leave it where you found Leave it where we left it. You know, continue that. Wanting, to, wanting to, them to continue that same mentality. And but, if players like that are seeing a shift and are quite open in speaking mm-hmm. about it, then it, 
you know, what, what we're seeing on the eye must be must be right. No? But in terms of that highest level, I think for, for that crop of players, like they had to work so hard and it's like infinity is yeah. the top. For yeah, these yeah, players, yeah. it's like <laughs> as long as I'm the top in fitness and as long as I'm the yeah. top, like what that number is, for yeah. them, they're doing the best in the current game where these other girls were like, the best is unthinkable. You can't mm. even think of like, breaking a two-hour marathon like they're like yeah we we can do it we can do it in one hour whereas (laughs) i'm thinking nah like two hours is definitely good enough that's even exceptional so i'm good to be exceptional rather than the others are like what's better than exceptional Mm. like i remember Mm. hearing stories like that they do fitness tests until they vomit they're not stopping until they're throwing physically dude that was my whole college career no you guys didn't do that like okay i just need to get the high score this is what the board said once i've done that no, i can do and i do my best or just stay but on why the would i why would i go until i need a defibrillator nah. it doesn't make we sense we used to have like trash cans never on the side of the no. never of the who's pit. making himself sick from never. Like, no. i'm stopping but on the per, on the topic of players alex morgan just got golden boot of mm-hmm. nwsl so still at the top of her game yeah megan rapino she's been picked she hasn't been picked no I don't know actually. Um, no, I, didn't, I didn't see her in the squad. I no. don't think Morgan's been picked. Watch check. Watch check. They're trying to. They're, the, the US, the, the coach is trying to obviously transition yeah. and trying yeah. to get rid of those. I'm saying those players. The, the, the dependency the, yeah. on those players yeah. too, probably. Yeah. But Megan Rapino, she's, she's still I mean, Honestly, she's still. still one of the top players yeah. on the planet. But even when you are it. still the top player, it, it's frustrating. Like, like they must be frustrated by it when they don't get selected. When they still know mm. that they can play a part, and obviously mm. she does. And she doesn't start regularly now for the for the US, but it's yep. still a major player. Are you guys going to be there at Wembley? I am Friday. I'm a local. I live local. I'm local, yeah, so, so that's the only thing. Like I hate. The there's there's loads of traffic, and there's like loads of people in my area. But mm. outside of that, it's, it's but cool. You know how they've to actually get into invited, the haven't they? They've invited all the ex former lionesses. In- lionesses um, yeah, to go pitch so, yeah, every single last every one. Every lioness that's get been out. a part yeah. of yeah, that's pl- put that's the English shirt on has been invited that with a plus one cool. to the game. So yeah, I think they're going to go. Is around that the first pitch. time they've first ever time. done that? Is yeah, it? and you were you were. I didn't previously. get one, but I only was a lioness on FIFA. Just when <laughs> I played it, but I didn't get one. Yeah. Just to get an invite. No, so I, so think that, good. I think that's <laughs> You're a, in the youth squads, weren't no. you? I think that's long overdue, though. I think you know certainly for some of the the players, one that I played with in my early stage of of being an lioness, but even before that. They paved the way for all of us yeah. and for this generation now. So, the fact they're getting recognised by the FA in a, you know straight after the Euros in a, a massive game against the USA, a sellout Wembley, so walk around the pitch. I think that they deserve that, that appreciation from the fans. Um, so I think it's a, a nice gesture from the FA to do that. And I think and I think it's important sometimes, not necessarily when you've done something wrong, but when it hasn't been right, that you kind of be transparent and say. There was no reason. We just didn't get it right. Mm. Instead of actually trying to skim around and say, oh, but maybe, no. Like, you just didn't yeah. go right. We're trying to make it better. And this is mm-hmm. a start in terms of moving forward. And I think that level of appreciation is, is really, really important. Also very important to have people like you who are former players who have come through the systems from the grassroots to be in those positions mm-hmm. of decision-making power so that you can <laughs> give them a different perspective that they might not even think about. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and just, I guess from an inside knowledge, even if we hadn't won the Euros, this is something that's kind of been in the pipeline anyway. Yeah, That was always going to nice happen one. at some point. Nice one. Because it just needed to happen. But yeah. yeah, it's a cherry on top in terms of we won the Euros and the next game and playing against the US. So, so. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah. So in the first game match day of the Spanish oh. League, the referees striked. They didn't show up for the games, and the players had to go to the games because otherwise they would have had to take the three, you know, zero points, had mm -hmm. to forfeit. Um, I thought that was really interesting, and I spoke to a Spanish referee from uh, UEFA a couple of weeks ago and asked her all about it, and she said that actually they now do have centralized professional contracts. So what happened was the Spanish league went into a professional league for the players, but the referees were just mm. not thought of, mm -hmm. and it's... Again, you know, talking about the sport is not just players. It's we have to talk about referees. We have to talk about coaches. We have to mm. talk about. So that was interesting. And then the second match day or third match day, all of a sudden, half of the fifteen of the Spanish players decided to withdraw their spots from the Spanish national team. Mm. Thoughts on that? Some of the international teams, I'm thinking, are saying whoopee because they <laughs> yeah, don't have, yeah. when they have to sure. play them in terms <laughs> sure. of upcoming fixtures. Uh, but it's always sad to not see players playing. Um, so I think, again, that dialogue, there's obviously been a breakdown in terms of communication. So that has to be their number one priority because we want players to play. We yeah. want all the best players to be competing. So what does it? How, what do we need to do to get to that solution? The thing is, players don't get to this point, And I know people talk about player power and all that, but they don't get to this point where they're, I don't even know what you want to call it, protesting against mm. whether it be the manager, the association, if they genuinely don't feel powerful about something that's happening within within that, that environment. So for 15 of them and, you know, to write this open letter about, about their national team, something's not right. Yeah. Um, we won't know that. And the, the Spanish coach has been stubborn about it and picked a lot of the, the 20, 21s, 23 squad for their next camp. But something needs to be done because, as Eva mm. says, we want to see these mm. the best players on the best stages all the time. Mm. But yeah, it's it's a powerful thing to do, um, and for them all to do it, 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 it says something's not right. That's how, that's what I'm reading it in between the lines. Is yeah. that because yeah. I know as a player, look, there's there's times where you, you know you have to stick together on something, but unless you feel strongly about whatever it is that's going on, you don't do it. You don't just do it. You know, you, you wouldn't risk your spot you, on the exactly, and and not many people do that. Yeah. So the fact that they've They've all done that. Yep. They must feel strongly about whatever it is they're and I protesting think it was for. What they were protesting about was the removal of Jorge Vilda and speaking to someone from um, the Spanish. Reasons League. being, though, because, you know, for me, I also find that player power where you want to just remove a coach for the sake of removing a coach. Mm. It, it, for me, I don't buy that as a player. Well, you know, so, that, so, so there has to be better reasons than they just don't like the coach, for me, because otherwise it, that's, that's a silly yeah. reason to not 
want to play for your national team because mm. I don't like the coach. Well, he, Jorge Vilas so has come up through the under 20. So he used to manage mm -hmm. them because mm -hmm. I remember dealing with him through under 20 World Cups. Um, and I think he's been on that squad for a while. And there was a lot of conversation during the Women's Euros about the, the players that he was picking in terms of politics rather than, okay. you know, mm -hmm. that one striker that came Okay, so on. that's, that's completely different. So that yeah, was yeah. part of it. I think that, you know, the player selection was a bit biased. And I don't know if there's other things that may come out later, but mm -hmm. it was verbal and mental and physical like abusive mm. that they mm -hmm. were saying. And then his father is one of the top guys at the Spanish FA. And so, you know, basically when they wrote this letter, he then came back and said, you need to apologize for <laughs> your opinions and we can maybe forgive you and we can move on. And since then, Hermoso, Jenny Hermoso, who was out injured, obviously didn't play in the women's Euros, mm -hmm. has come out and said that she, you know, written a very long statement on her Instagram saying, that she really wants to find a solution, but didn't sound like she was leaving the team. So, you know, as one of the top players, do you stay together? Do you, you know, I, I guess, one. yeah, the, as I it's said, so we don't really know the, the backstory yeah. to it, but if it's like they're a poor coach and we don't like their systems and we don't like what they're doing, that's not really for players to dictate. Exactly. That's for the national governing body to mm -hmm. say, we've employed you and actually you're not reaching our, tar you our targets <clears throat> and we're going to sack you. But outside of that, you've got to turn up. And it's and a results-based industry anyway mm. in football. Mm. And they, uh, yes, they lost to England and they, they, they probably, if you, if you look at that game and those of you that watched it would have said they were unlucky not to have won that game because yeah. they, they dominated Absolutely. large periods. And yeah. yes, it was a, and you could look at the manager because it was something that I said, you know, his decision-making within that game cost them the game, I, I believe. Yeah. So, but only losing one game, they dominate so many games in a national mm. team. It's hard for a governing body, as Erfa says, or an FA or whatever, mm. to sack him because he, they win verbal, so many games. Just to clarify, it was the verbal and inside, yeah, inside camp, the abuse inside. So that's quite, different. Yeah. So of course they so have that, to look at that. At least that's what they're for player well-being. They have to look at that mental yeah. health. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I, yeah, I hear your point because I think players are getting more and more power and control now. So you're right. There's that like mm. element of. What, what the NWSL players were constantly saying, hey, these guys are actually mm -hmm. sexually abusive, verbally abusive, you mm -hmm. need to listen to us, versus, you know what, I'm not getting enough playing time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting one. Um, do you guys think that the WSL is the best league right now? <sighs> it's probably over, over, the, over the duration of the season, I would say it's the most competitive. Mm -hmm. Um, certainly like from got, top to bottom. Yeah, we certainly got a, a lot more foreign players coming in, in in the lower teams as well, not just inside the top mm. four teams uh, within the league. So obviously it makes it stronger because there's certainly not a, a large enough pool of great English youth players at the minute to make the, the league strong. So yep. the fact that, you know, the likes of West Ham got, you know, foreign players. There's, there's, there's European Actually, players yeah. within, within the, the whole of the league, which is good. But I still see a golfing class between the likes of Arsenal and Chelsea. Um I mean, Man City and, uh, and United are close to that, but then the rest are just there's a gulf in class between mm. the, between those teams, and we've seen that at the end. You know what's you know what's interesting now about the WSL. So if you'd asked me this last year, I actually thought we were probably the most competitive. Now off the back of the Euros, these sellout crowds, right? So for international players, so you look at the like, yeah. so, so you think of that Arsenal game at the Emirates, and actually Tottenham. You know, you've heard the, the, the manager there talk about you know we're challenging for top four now. We've invested mm -hmm. in our players and. Mm -hmm whatever else, they're miles behind Arsenal. Mm, miles. They went and played in front of 47,000 and they absolutely froze. Mm. So their players aren't used to being exposed, performing in front of those type of crowds. 
The Arsenal players five of that. Beth Mead fives of that. Mm-hmm. Meadema five. Kim Little. I mean, she was phenomenal yeah, but is in that game. Is that the structure of the league? So in terms of individual teams have work that they need to do in terms of their club football, but actually the the the, the sort of pipelines, the organisation, the promo, like everything else that comes with the marketing. Broadcast. I think in terms of WSL, like no one can touch us consistently. Yeah, of course. Consistently, but in terms of what teams do on the pitch. That has to be down to the but club it's, it's and the club's suiting, own business. They, the, yeah, of course do. it is. But these bigger crowds are certainly suiting mm-hmm. the bigger teams than they are the smaller teams because they're not used to it. It's scary. Yeah. It's frightening. I remember the first time I ever walked. I mean, 2005 Euros. I was dreaming of, uh, you, you know, Here playing in, in front of a, an unbelievable crowd. And we went out of Man City, and you know, in the warm up there was no one in there. You know, hardly. We mm. come out for the game, it was four. <laughs> I froze. <laughs> I remember thinking, oh what God. is going on? I couldn't hear anybody. So my yeah. sounds went. Everything yeah. about my performance just went. I mean, we, we won that game because Kazkani's won the goal in, mm. in the 93rd minute, right? But I can't even... T- and I remember most of the games I played in. Yeah. I can't even tell you, other than Kazkani's winner... Because I was like, I'm so glad you won that for us because yeah. that was so bad. <laughs> end it, end I can't it. tell you what happened in that 90 minutes. But didn't they I prepare thought, you for that? Didn't they say I've never played in front of a crowd. I no. played in front of a man and his dog. We were no. talking about this. <laughs> no, but in terms of... No, um, I was unprepared. Uh, like from, from an England point of view, didn't they say it's going to be busy, there's going to be loads yeah, of people not going to be able to hear something? I, I yeah, people but calling saying me saying they were on the motorway and, and the service stations were full. Oh my they god! They didn't repair me. Okay, I'm great. I can't wait. I can't wait. And then I walked out. God help me. I don't even know what happened to that day. <laughs> I can't remember the performance. I just wow. know that we won. And the only goal I remember was Kaz's winner. That's all I remember from that game. So from top to bottom. So it's difficult now with all these crowds. We want that. But at the same time, it's going to take time for the smaller yeah. teams. With it, And I'm saying the smaller teams. Teams mm-hmm. that haven't played or ain't got the internationals that have been exposed to, mm-hmm. to crowds like that before. Get used to playing in front and performing in front of those you know, type of crowds. And yeah. I think the, the full package of the league is certainly better for player recruitment because mm-hmm. when I was playing, it was Germany, maybe Sweden, then Germany and England was like not not yeah. even a, not even something mm-hmm. you'd consider. And mm-hmm. now because of the names of the brands of the mm-hmm. teams, because of the marketing, everything around it, the broadcast, global broadcast, obviously the UEFA Women's Champions League, that going viral and on YouTube globally as well, doesn't hurt. But certainly helps for players to want to come to the league as well. A hundred percent. I don't think in terms of, as you said, that long-term consistency over the whole season, it, it has to be WSL. Yeah. Like there's so much that it brings, as you said, like that international flavour. Um, yeah, I guess Champions League is the next thing when you look at the top the top teams. Mm. Like how can they break through that consistently and how can they be challenging for that? But outside of that, it's domestically there's quite a few teams who's in and around it they can all take points off each other on a bad day or, or a good day but we've in, seen in, it already haven't we exactly first week first week yeah mm. definitely like Daily's back well oh, uh, yeah. no, i don't know if people you know what's going to be it? interesting about this because as you say rachel Dale, the mm. opening game for villa against manchester city in terms of her goals in terms of the way she pressed and mm-hmm. everything she did as a number nine which mm-hmm. is what she played out in the u.s Compared to what she plays for the Lioness as a so as a fullback, mm-hmm. Ellen White retiring. She's going up, man. Russo injured. out injured. Yeah. Are we going to see a Rach Daly in the number nine oh, and maybe 100%. challenging for that number nine spot now, for or are we going to see a Lauren James who, for me, would be best suited for that number nine spot right now? Mm, interesting. But might freeze underneath the light. She won't freeze. <laughs> she's, she's been performing the best for, for Chelsea this, this season. She's been phenomenal. 
Yeah, it's nice to see the young players. Mm. But sold out Wembley, as we said, it's a Ooh, whole different yeah. ball game, right? When you get this into onto that, st- or will someone like that thrive? Because I think young yeah, players but just Alicia kind Russo of Russo and Ella Toon, young players who mm. really are, were playing for Man United. That that was I mean, yeah, but Russo's not- come from America, so she's like. True. I'm the greatest. She's got that <laughs> mentality and she put me on there mm. and I'm going to back heal it. I'm not just going to yeah. shoot forward. Like she's got that. You're right. That yeah. was maybe some of the American flavor. 100%. Um, just quickly on Women's Champions League. Did we see the groups that they have drawn in the last days? Arsenal facing Lyon at some point. There we go. They PSG in uh, Chelsea's group. Do you guys want to see these? Yeah. Do you know I, I, every time, every time I see that draw of Arsenal Leon, I remember when I was at Arsenal, we played Leon um, in the Champions League, and Rosanna rainbow flicked Jane Ludlow in the middle of the pit. <laughs> I'd never ever forget it. And literally, Yanks was like, "I'd walk Rachel off." Yankee. She was like, "I'd walk." There's no way. Like literally, they were just phenomenal. It was just a whole different level. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully they're going to be competing. It's we need them too we need them too it's yeah. great that Arsenal actually well. beat Ajax away as well and there were some complications there with yep. sizes of goal oh and gosh, everything oh gosh goal posts so, yeah. goal posts so yeah crazy yeah concussion um, yeah definitely and yeah. stuff yeah mm-hmm. so we've got Arsenal's playing Lyon, Juventus and Zurich and Chelsea's got PSG, Real Madrid and mm. Villasnia it's a tough group PSG yeah. and Real Madrid they've got a tough mm-hmm. group Chelsea yeah. But yeah Wolfsburg my alma mater has probably I think the easiest Roma, Praha and St. Polten mm. Do we even Bayern know Munich where all those with uh, teams are from? Stamway. Well. Stamway. Yeah. Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Rosengarten, Benfica. Mm. Who do you think is going to win it this year? You can't Difficult. go. Mm. It is, Leon, right? Barcelona. You've got to, yeah. I'll go I mean, Barcelona. Wolfsburg? Mm. It's a, yeah. Bayern squad. are looking good, though. Bayern, looks good. Bayern look good Bayern at looks the good. minute. Bayern um, looks good. Bar- yeah. You know what's Barcelona. better? They're all, all of those teams in the Champions League want to win it mm. so all of the, the, the top two teams within all the domestic leagues yeah. they want to win it they're they really pushing compete, and they're getting they? players that like are making their squad that little bit stronger that are take, pulling them away yeah. from everybody else so Bonmatti and Walsh oh, like, game's over saying, it's forget like, it it's done so <laughs> Barcelona, Barcelona, and it's done. you've got goal scorers so yeah it's, it's exciting right? the service is ridiculous it's like, yeah let's Unless so they have a really bad game. They don't even really need a back game. line, do they? They can just sort of like dish everything yeah. from there. Front yeah, to back. so it's interesting. And, and Barca, I've been watching them as well. Like in some of their play, they're a little bit more direct because they've got mm. Asisa Ashwala as well. So yeah. they have that outlet exactly. sometimes. So where we're so used to seeing them tikka they do that. But also, mm. in, if you've been watching the game, yeah. that, that long ball, yeah. they've been also looking at it. So which, which is what I think if they want to really compete, because we saw against Leon, they got physically out, outdone by them mm-hmm. early on when, yeah. when Leon got all over them. So I think that outball for them is mm. something that if they add to their game, mm-hmm. could be frightening. Predictions for Friday. An England win. Mm. Yeah, but how much? I mean, apparently three you're very one. good at these predictions. I was going to say 3-1 I'm going 2-1 then. I was going to say 3-1. I was going to say 2-1 and I thought not 2-1, I'll do 3-1. Okay, I'm going to go 2-1 three one 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 one. Then. T- 3-1 to England. 2-1 England. England. Two one England from Farah. But if it's two one, then I said two one, and Farah said three one. If it's three one, I said three one. But I give it. Okay, I'm totally confused. I have no idea what you guys just said. I'm gonna go two one USA. What girl? Oh my gosh! And on that, I think we might have to wrap up this podcast for the day. Thank you guys for listening to Boots, Balls, and Bras. We might have to explain the title a little bit next time, but we would like to hear your your thoughts on our title on our on the podcast. What topics you guys want us to chat about because it is important for us to hear from you and we will maybe catch you on friday at the game till next week bye Ladies.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.